This episode is brought to you by TickPick, where smart fans buy and sell tickets. Check out TickPick for the best ticket prices for your next game, concert, or event, and use promo code PODCAST to save 10 bucks off any order over $49. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K dot com. Promo code PODCAST. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we have a little waiver wire for week five. And this is, I would say, probably the best waiver wire we've had yet this year, at least the most options. I don't know if it'll turn out to be the best but there's a lot of running backs on this list this week and a couple quarterbacks that we might want to pick up but we'll get into that in just a minute make sure you guys check us out on twitter at the ff profit we're on instagram at fantasy football profit the website's fantasyfootballprofit.com. and if you heard before the show make sure you guys go check out tickpick.com use the promo code podcast and so let's just get right into it jeff with some of the top waiver ads of the week who do you th- do you have do you have a guy that you're looking at top on the list this week? Is anybody that stands out to you? I mean, there's a lot of guys, but is there any one player that might stand out more than the others, or is it pretty much there's about five six guys that are all similar? Yeah, um, there's a lot of guys that are actually interesting. Um, you know, including even a, a few QBs this time around, which is a little bit new. Um, but I, I don't personally have one guy that I'm going after yet. I'm kind of kind of weighing my options. I'm trying to figure out who is actually the best long-term play, yep. which I could be, you know, that would be more useful to me. So I'm trying to figure out who's actually filling that void and not, not so much for a week or two, which I don't personally need, but there's a plenty of those guys out there too. So, yeah, what I'm thinking is it's probably going to be, maybe it's not the most exciting, but I think it's the most guaranteed workload. It's probably going to be Latavius Murray. I think he's the going to be the main back for the Vikings. McKinnon's had his chances, and what has he really done? He's going to be that change of pace guy. He's going to be out there. He's not going to be on the bench. He's going to play. But I think they're probably going to give Murray a real look at it. And what we've heard is that he's not. He hasn't. He wasn't quite a hundred percent back from his ankle injury yet. So maybe he's going to be getting healthier, be able to use him a little bit. And I mean, Cook's been very productive. The offensive line's been better this year. So Murray could be a good pickup and. He's out there in a lot of leagues. Now, beginning of the year, he was take, he was, you know, most every league had him drafted, but now he's down to only 20% owned in ESPN. So I might be looking at Murray. I think there is a shot there. He's, he was a good running back with Oakland. So why can't he do it now? Yeah. Not, you know, I mean, I agree. You're, you're taking, uh, you know, you're taking a risk, but it's a waiver. So, I mean, when are you not taking a risk? Yeah, exactly. Um, I just think there's more work there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he is the, the better bet than McKinnon. So, you know, if you're going to go ahead and grab a guy, I, I think he would be probably number one. Um, and obviously because of that major injury. You know, uh, another guy that's out there that we've been kind of talking about, not quite as a clear-cut favorite, but uh, he keeps gaining steam is Elvin Kamara. Yeah, that would have been definitely my number two. Yeah. He would be my number one talent-wise. It's just he Murray has a situation, the clear situation. Kamara doesn't yet. But I think he's going to get that at some point here. At least... I think Peterson's out of it. I think I'm pretty sure Peterson's just kind of they're done with him. Yeah, he, he not did. looking good for him. So Kamara's owned in 20% of leagues, which you didn't mention at the top of the show because you already have him on your bench. 
So I do, yeah. You're not. I mean, we talk about him so much that I tried to trade for him actually a week or two ago from you, but <laughs> trying to give you a quarterback. But Cousins turned it around, so we didn't have to yeah, make a goodness. deal there. But yeah, Kamara. I think. I mean, we've talked about Kamara a lot, so we don't have to maybe go into it. And we talked about him on last night's show, but he's going to be getting more and more and more work. I think as they go on, and he's been productive every single time he's been getting the ball in this limited workload. So if he starts getting the ball more. I think they're just going to start using him over Ingram even because, like we said, there's something about Ingram that Sean Payton doesn't feel like he can play a full workload either. It's never happened, and I don't see it happening at all. So Kamara is definitely going to be – he's my number two on this list, I would say for sure. It's it's Murray and Kamara. That's with, without a doubt for me. And then you can go on – I mean, I don't know where to put him, but Deshaun Watson. I – are. If you're a QB needy team, if you've been, if you were going with the Andy Daltons and the Carson Palmers to start the year, those kind of guys, maybe even Philip Rivers, it hasn't been that great. Would you rather have Deshaun Watson at this point, or are you just, are you buying buying in, or just are you still wait, waiting? But you can't wait if like if yeah. you want, you have to pick him up right now. Yeah, I think the problem with this is you're picking him up right after his five touchdown game. Yep. Uh, you know, I think everyone's going to try to go ahead and get the guy. I think he's going to be up and down. He's a rookie. I would personally rather have Rivers, who has fallen on, you know, kind of hard times, but he still hasn't been, you know, an unproductive quarterback. You know, he had one bad week, you know, against KC, which a lot of people have. And, you know, actually Deshaun Watson is about to go against KC. So I think, yeah, I think you could easily see him go for the the top point of his season to one of the lower ones. So I, I personally like Rivers. He's going against the Giants and then Oakland. Before hitting Denver, which I won't start him at, but I still like him. I think he's still getting his feet underneath him, um, and he has a you know a ton of people to throw it to. Yeah, this was this week was really crazy. I don't see that happening again. Yes, and this the Kansas City game is going to be interesting. The Cleveland game, I'm liking that one. Week six, then he goes on the bye, then he's at Seattle. So this is like a weird up and down schedule. Kansas City, but then Cleveland, then he has the bye, then he goes to at Seattle, but then he gets to play the Colts. So it's just. He's going to have weeks where you're going to play him, and he's going to have weeks where you're not going to want to play him. But if you want him, you have to get him right now. There's no, You can't wait around. I don't, I'm don't. i not throwing down any kind of money, a big amount of money on him, because it's still a quarterback, and there's still a lot of quarterbacks out there. I mean, look at Blake Bortles threw a big number last week. Like Players do this once in a while, so don't go spending all your money on Deshaun Watson. I, I just think I think that would probably be a mistake to do. But I like, I like the guy a lot, so... If you need a quarterback, it's the way to go. All right, how about some of the other running backs? Anybody stand out to you in this next tier? I mean, it would have probably been Aaron Jones at one point, but we don't know what's going on. It doesn't seem like Jamal Williams' injuries that is as serious and doesn't seem like Ty Montgomery's is quite as serious as before. And if that's the case, this is just going to be this backfield is going to be a little muddled maybe for the next week or so. And I'm, I'm probably staying away from Jones. He was yeah, he was that hot name after after last Thursday, but yeah, without without those injuries sticking, there, there's a real reason to have the guy. And it's kind of funny. Some guys have fallen out of favor all of a sudden. Like Tariq Cohen was the hottest name ever. Yeah. Now he's fallen oh, below. Right. Yeah, he's yeah. actually below fifty percent. So if that's the thing. if he's out there, I still think you go after him. Yeah, and you know, just to, I'm just gonna name off a few of the people that people are you know they're gonna go after are worthwhile. Um, we have Tariq Cohen. We have um, Elijah McGuire, who a lot of people are going to go after to I'm, see I'm what's interested. what. I'm interested in that. But it, if it wasn't for Powell, 
and even Forte, like he had mm-hmm. a great week. If he had that great week and Powell didn't have an even better week ahead of him, Powell's touchdown was much more fluky than McGuire's was. But McGuire interests me, except for the fact that the team's terrible. That's where I, I thought about, actually, I did think about picking him up last week in our main league. But the, what I ended up deciding is this, I hate having players on teams that are just terrible. And that's that was my worry with him. So that's my hesitation with McGuire. Just a bad team he's on. Yeah, and yeah, I do. I struggle with it because of Powell mostly. Yeah. Um, I don't think McGuire is anything that special, but at the same time, you know, I think he's going to get plenty of opportunity on that Jets team because they're so bad. Yep. So it's going to be completely up and down. Another guy that I don't fully trust, but I'm kind of interested in is Alex Collins of Baltimore. Um, another guy that has succeeded in limited touches, and you think that he's going to get more and more of the bulk of the work just to try him out. So he's kind of like a wait and see, find out you know what's going on with him. And finally, um, well, there's actually two more, but um, the first one is Jamal Charles, which I like. I know that he's one that you can't count on right now. He's probably not the guy that you're going to go out and plug him into your lineup every week by any means. But as you get more and more comfortable seeing him out there after that, you know, you know, the injuries he's had in the past, you know, the first week he comes out, he gets two points. It's kind of like whatever. Then five, then a touchdown. So he has almost 12 and then almost five again. Then he has a bye. So you're probably going to be able to get him for absolutely nothing, like throwing a buck on him. And then you get Giants and then uh, the Rams before you hit KC. So I think there's some value here if you need to, you know, look into the future and you don't have to pay anything for the guy. So I kind of like that. Well, especially if you're an Anderson owner. I mean, Charles, if Anderson were to go down, I think Charles is clearly going to get majority of the work. I know Devontae Booker is back, but Charles is starting to look more and more like himself. You can see flashes of it. So I think you would get a pretty decent workload. So if, yeah, if you're an Anderson owner, even the bench spot, it doesn't hurt to have Charles on there. At all. It's a, probably a decent move. And even Wendell Smallwood is still, <laughs> he's down there on ESPN. He's still only about 15% owned on this on this rank, which eh, well, I don't know how accurate that's going to be. He He's probably owned, and he's most likely in majority of your leagues, he's probably gone. If he isn't, pick him up. That's We don't have to go into him too much because he looked pretty solid, and I think he's going to have that Sproles-type work and be a solid player going forward. Blunt still had a great game too, though, so... What he, you know, it's going to be hard to say, but if he's out there, I'd say pick him up. And some other guys we'd have to talk about Foreman. If he's out there, still pick him up. I know Miller had a great game, but Foreman's still there. He had 13 carries. He's getting a lot of work. So Foreman should be owned. I don't feel like he needs to be on the bench. And if this is one of those few situations where if you're an owner of Miller, you need to get Foreman. There's not many handcuff situations I would say to get. This is one of them. So. Like you talked about, Alex Collins. I actually like Alex Collins quite a bit. I'm interested in that one because Terrence West, I think, is I think he's done. He's he's never been a great player. We've never really liked him, and he's not doing anything. And Buck Allen, even he hasn't. I mean, after what week two, he he hasn't looked very good the last two weeks. So no, yeah, and, and with that team, they're they're looking to find someone yeah. that can produce. Could and, be Collins. Yeah, exactly. He's kind of the unknown, so they're going to give him a, a crack at it. I'd throw him on, my, on your bench. And then what Wayne Gallman, too, from the Giants. Yeah, he's an interesting one. I know very little about the guy to be yeah, true. He went to Clemson. That's kind yeah. of what you know. He didn't even start. I don't even think. He wasn't active the first three games. So there's that. Darkwell was out this game, so that's why he was active for for Sunday's game. 
And he didn't even get a carry, I believe. I don't think he got a carry until about the third quarter. But after that, he looked productive. And with how bad Perkins has been, and Darkwa really wasn't that much better, I mean, maybe they want to they, they want to see more of Gallman next week. I can pretty much guarantee that. Especially being 0-4. Why not? They're going to probably give him a look. So that could be an interesting one. The problem is you get one week to see if he can do anything. And then he goes, <laughs> this is the problem with the Gallman pickup. Yeah, he might. maybe he has a great week next week. Then he goes at Denver, plays against Seattle, then he has his bye. So you might get him. You're not going to, you're going to pick him up. You're not playing him this week. And then you're not playing him the next three weeks. So if you pick up Gallman the earliest, you're honestly playing him as week nine. Yeah, it's a brutal schedule. I, that's why I probably would steer away from him for Just now. because of that, Just, yeah. Even if you pick him up, you're probably going to want to drop him <laughs> before you're you try to You're pick going him up to want to drop him before you actually get a chance to play him. Yeah. That is the major. That's the problem with it. And that's exactly what's going to happen. So if you like Gallman, if he has a solid week, maybe you're probably going to – no one's going to be picking him up after Denver and Seattle. You pick him up during his bye week in week eight. That's maybe where you watch to pick him up. Because I don't see anything exciting happening before that. All right. What about, what about the Seattle situation here? with Eddie Lacy. I know in a lot of leagues, he's probably owned already. He's been getting dropped though. He has been getting dropped. He doesn't quite make our threshold of our ranks. I don't believe, but yeah, cause he's still, he's still owned and he has been about 91%, but I don't know how accurate those ranks are, how they take into account dead leagues and stuff like that. But do you think it's going to be Lacy now with Carson out? Rawls is obviously going to be active again. It'll be maybe a mix of Lacey, Rawls, Procise. He's see if, how long he's going to be out for. And what about J.D. McKissick? I can see J.D. McKissick getting some getting the looks. Yeah, I, I mean, I do too. <laughs> Man, that, I think, honestly, I probably will just stay away from Completely. the whole thing because you're. I'm really just throwing guesses in the dark. Yep. I, you know, you're hoping that the young guy McKissick would, you know, be the guy. Like, all of a sudden you would find him. But there was also a reason why he wasn't ahead of the other guys. And there was a lot of them. I mean, it wasn't like it was just one guy and all of a sudden he got a yep. shot. I mean, yep. Rawls, Lacey, <laughs> Pro Size. I mean, it, it's it, Chris Carson. Man. I mean, you got to be kidding me. It, it's such a platoon of people. They're throwing everyone out there and none of them have been doing that good. No. It's like, where did, even this last game, even before the Carson injury, where did where did Eddie Lacey's random carries come from? Like, where, why did all of a sudden he get carries? Like, yeah. he was inactive a week. Then he was active and didn't even play. And now all of a sudden he gets carries again and Rawls is inactive. There's just no like reasoning for what they're doing with his backfield. I can completely see them giving some work, uh, giving McKissick a lot of the work. Or I can see Procise being healthy and Procise all of a sudden is the one. It's You're taking a complete guess on who's it going to be. No one's even mentioning really Rawls and all this thing. Maybe Rawls gets 20 carries next week. Honestly, I feel like as soon as one of them is healthy enough to get the bulk of the carries, they will. And then as soon as they get banged up again, it'll go to someone else. Yeah, it's it's a tough. It, it's impossible for us to predict. We can maybe say who we might think we like the best, but I don't like any of them the best. No, I probably like Procise the best, honestly. And he's not the type that's ever going to get a full workload. So because of that, it's always going to be a mix, even if he was healthy. So yeah, I'm, I'm staying away. Me too. I, I think there's better value other places. Another guy who I'm actually kind of interested in is Andre Ellington. He's oh really? Okay. Yeah, I mean he's, it's. He, Chris Johnson's not like necessarily an, doing much. An old name coming back into the yeah, mix. If, all right. Right, isn't it? It's this was before David Johnson time. We all Ellington was this interesting prospect. Chris Johnson's not doing much. And 
It's he's he's just not. No, Ellington's been he's been interesting. He, he only had five carries each of the last two games, but he's getting a lot of catches, and he should have had another touchdown there that got. Um, somehow they reversed it. I don't understand. If you see the replay, it it doesn't make sense to me that it was actually reversed because it was called a touchdown on the field. So he should have even had more points. But now the last two weeks, eight point one and ten point four in standard leagues, he's he's out there. He's playing. And I kind of, I'm interested in it because I think he could be a flex play here. And yeah, it was a 12 yard touchdown that got called back. That would have been a nice 16 point week, 16, 17 point week. And then he really would have been, people would have been interested in him. But Chris Johnson's not doing anything. Kerwin Williams doesn't do anything. I really think Ellington's going to get more of the work. And especially in PPR leagues, he's an interesting player. So I'd pick him up. I'd wait and I'd, I'd see what he can do. I kind of like him. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind that because that's another one, especially with David Johnson on the bench. You know, once again, you're trying to find a team that's looking for someone to put their trust in. Man, they've looked rough. Like you, you go from two games ago where, and, oh, I thought maybe they're back on track, and then they go up against a, you know, it should have been a good matchup, and they hardly score any points, and they have to eke it out in overtime. Mm, you know what I mean? So I, I like the Ellington pick. It, it's not the. It's not one of these shiny new guys. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a guy that's actually, you know, been on the radar a little bit. Just just a little quick update, Jeff, for your game tonight. We are recording this during Monday Night Football. Jeff currently has a small lead in his game. Which... He's going against Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill has one catch for 10 yards now. Oh, great. So you are currently up by 2.6. So 26 more yards for oh, Hill. Just waiting for me to lose. We're in the second quarter right now. Still 10 minutes left in the second. So, Jeff, there's still plenty of time. So if he keeps up that pace of about ten yards per per um quarter, you'll you'll they'll beat you by about a half point. <laughs> so Yeah, I does I I that stupid overtime touchdown to Fitzgerald <laughs> sunk me. So Oh man, it's it's rough. These Monday night games where you have to be you're just waiting to the last second are tough, man. I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm waiting for Travis Kelsey to hopefully do something. It's a it's tough. I like having my game decided like at seven o'clock on Sunday, after the after the afternoon games, I want my games decided. I won. I can enjoy the rest of the football right. slate. But like the Sunday night, Monday night, I hate having to wait. To worry it's like about put it. me on my misery. Especially <laughs> it had to have been Tyreek Hill, right? Where where he literally could score only one point, or he could just go off for one touchdown. So it'll probably end up being like the two minute drill, and then they'll throw one oh, yeah. bomb to him, and then that's that's where it's gonna that's where you're gonna lose. All right. So how about some? We got any wide receivers this week? Will Fuller, maybe? Yeah, I was going to say, actually, there's a lot of interesting (laughs) wide receivers. And I'm not saying that any of them are going to be stars, but there's a lot of guys that look like they're finally kind of turning the corner, perhaps. Yep. So Will Fuller is obviously one of them. Tyler Lockett? Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett's doing the same thing he always does. I was going to say, I've been hyping him up for way too long, but at the same time, he's starting to look like he's molding into you know one of russell wilson's guys yep. there's not a whole lot of other wide receivers there and he's definitely one of the more athletic ones yep. so my only reservation with him is i've built him up for so long <laughs> i've never seen him actually do it yeah so you know i fingers crossed i kind of hope so but I, you know I, I go into that kind of uh, eyes wide open um another one i <laughs> Truly hate this one. But, oh, I'm, wait, what uh, you're gonna say his name? Right? Yeah, but the more I like look at it, you know, his numbers haven't been that bad this year, and that would be Devin Funches. Hey. And the thing I really do love about this, even though I hate Cam uh, Newton, he's been playing like uh, garbage. Besides for last uh, week, which he just blew everything up. 
and did so well. Um, and that's when Funches had two touchdowns for 19 points. Um, but before that, he had six points, and then before that, seven. First week against San Fran, didn't do anything with two points. Um, so he's kind of slowly coming along. And what I love, too, is his schedule is crazy good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the next three games, Detroit, Philly, and then Chicago. And then after that, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, Miami, uh, Jet, New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, there's it's a great I mean, until schedule. You hit, really. Yeah, week 14 in Minnesota, which I wouldn't want to play him, but... You know, all those other ones are pretty friendly to wide receivers. Think about that. Is Cam Newton now going to be good? Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't. Did we write him off too early? Uh, I don't know. We'll see where we rank him tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, in Funchess, he's in year three. We talked about this before the season. These third-year wide receivers, they, a lot of them seem to break out around this time. Maybe we're seeing something. I, I can't. I don't know for sure. But, he, yeah, New England's been terrible, though. So, maybe it's weird to say. To temper your expectations, he only did it against the Patriots. It's a weird thing that that that's the team, you know, that you're <laughs> anybody yeah, you're, goes off against. It's, just, say, it's yeah, a strange you, thing. Right now, you can bank on that one a little bit. You really can. Uh, some other guys may Cooper Cup look good. I mean, he's, he's out there and still a lot of leagues. People dropped him. He's going to be that kind of guy all year, I think. He's when, the week he gets a touchdown, he's going to look good and he's going to get some of them. So. I just have a hard time playing him. I I really do. It it he's just he's a tough play. And how about one that seems to get forgotten in Arizona, Jaron Brown? Not John Brown, not JJ Nelson, not Fitzgerald, but Jaron Brown. After last three weeks here, seven point three, eight point seven, ten point five. It's one of those things that you see this every year, kind of a thing where these players are slowly putting numbers up like this, and they're kind of under the radar, not. They're not spiking, having these huge weeks that gets them noticed, but they're not having anything down weeks. He's playable right now. And this is just in regular standard league. He's been playable. It was boosted by that touchdown in week three, but it, it's interesting. It, it's He's probably worth an ad at this point. It's a, I know there's a lot of receivers there, though. That's the that's where it gets worrisome. But I think maybe, is he the one who, is he actually a little better than J.J. Nelson? I mean, J.J. Nelson did it the first two weeks and nothing since. Or just can you not? Can't you don't know what who's going to go uh, off? Yeah, I'm, you know I I really do hate guessing on the Arizona Cardinals wide receiving crew, and you know um, even worse, you know I just talked about Devin Funches and how he has like a really great schedule. It's not that they have an overly hard schedule coming up, but where Jaron Brown really shined was against two of the worst teams. So it was Indianapolis where he got seven point three. He had seventy three yards on the day. Then Dallas, which he caught a touchdown, so that kind of boosted him. And then San Fran, where he went eight for one hundred five. Not saying he can't do this, but those teams are definitely you know preferable matchups. And now he's going against Philly, Tampa Bay, and the Rams, which I don't necessarily think are that great. But um, you know, it's probably enough for me to probably stay away. But I can't deny you know the numbers. I mean, if he keeps putting up these types of numbers, he would be easy to start, right? So if you're getting a basement score of seven. You know that you can't really argue with that. So I'm I'm kind of you know waiting one more time if they do it at Philly and he can quietly, especially if he gets like four catches. Yep. You know I mean if if he gets enough receptions where I think maybe that's a, a safer bet, um, I would definitely start taking this guy seriously. And then I'll just throw it again, Mike Williams. Just watch it. Maybe if you have a bench spot, he's getting closer and closer to coming back. So or come back to debut. <laughs> have his debut. He's I would just watch. That's a guy that. He's a top 10 pick. He has talent. 
And we just haven't even got to see these guys yet. John Ross, Corey Davis, Mike Williams, none of them. It's no. I want to somewhat some. I still think somebody in that group is going to do something if they ever get healthy. But it's just it's just a disappointment to have three top ten wide receivers and they're all hurt. How about some tight ends? There's one. There's a couple of them I'm actually interested in here. Charles Clay. He's barely over fifty percent. He's fifty point six. He's been very good actually. Yeah. He had one one down week, but other than that, and especially the way tight ends have been terrible this year, Charles Clay's been a fairly a solid option for you. Eleven point three, yeah, the down week with two point three, but the nine point nine and eleven point two, and eleven point two is without even a touchdown, which even makes it more impressive. So, with how bad tight end has been, he's probably a good option at this point, and I think he's a every week starter. The way <laughs> things are going, it's crazy to say, but it's very true, and. You know, I, I like it because he's not the ones twos reception guy. Um, you know, anywhere from three to six receptions, and that's pretty healthy dosage if you're a tight end. You know, and he has a touchdown. You know, every other game, there's not a whole lot to really dislike about him. Um, you know, right now he ranks as the fifth overall tight end, and that's how up and down it's been. <laughs> so yeah, there's no doubt this guy should be owned pretty much in 100 percent of leagues. Um, I, I think he's a he's a safer option definitely than probably the you know the majority of the guys on, you know, on the rest of the list. And um, he still has relatively high touchdown levels too, which is kind of what you're usually looking for. And then the other guy who I'm getting more and more interested in every week is Evan Ingram. And yep. he's, it's, he hasn't, he had one touchdown so far this year, but other than that, he's just remained steady. But you can see that if you have a player that, you know, a rookie tight end too, to top it off, who's just like four for 40, four for 50, five for 40, six for 60. I mean, that's not amazing, but with how bad tight end is and how up and down it is, he's staying steady. And if he starts adding touchdowns to it, yeah, that, that he's a rookie tight end. They don't usually even do this well. Yeah. And this is, this, I said, this isn't great, but I like, the, I like what I'm seeing. I like the consistency and not, all that's going to mean is probably Eli's just going to be more, you know, comfortable throwing the ball to him because he's been doing he's doing the same thing every week. I can see these numbers slowly rising. So I'm I'm liking Evan Ingram right now. I think he's an ad. I think yeah, I'd and, probably play him. Yeah, and he's a I and I actually added him for a buck last week just as a flyer. And I had to actually make the and everyone knows uh, obviously my Hunter Henry love, and I I stuck with Henry because I'm being stubborn, but um and I, it worked I, out for me. But at the same time, you know I I think Evan Ingram is. You know, he's definitely going to be the safer option. I mean, yep. he's ranked 11th overall in tight ends, and I don't think we've really scratched the surface with him. And he has everything that you look for for someone that can really produce. And um, especially with Beckham being so heavily guarded, it, it looks like Eli is starting to develop his second, third favorites finally. And, you know, surprisingly enough, Evan Ingram is right up there. Yeah, he, he really is, and... I think he, and if you're one of those people that are, you're hurting with, you know, tight ends, I think he's a good play. And I don't think he's not going to, he's going to get you some kind of baseline of points every week. That's, that's the best thing. He's going to give you a, a baseline that, you know, will keep you, kind of keep you in it. And he, there's going to be weeks where he gets that touchdown and he really kind of, you know, jumps up a little bit for you. But any other players you're thinking about here this week? Anybody that stands out or is, there's a lot of a lot of interesting names. It's yeah, just you know what? There's one guy that we didn't bring up, and for good reason. I, I don't think he's ready for the ad quite yet. But with Kirk Cousins kind of coming back around, he finally had one catch, and he has that big playability. But Josh Doxson, 
is one guy just to keep on the radar. Don't yeah. pick him up right now. But um, he's just one another guy that never really got the opportunity to really yeah. come into his own because he's always been hurt. And he was a high draft pick from a couple of years ago. So um, he's another one just to keep an eye on. Yeah, I mean, tonight, at least he had, so far, second quarter, one catch for seven yards. At least he's got a catch. Yeah, really, at this point, I'm just looking for him to be involved. If if he gets a couple catches, three catches, I'm going to start taking him seriously because the other guys around him, Pryor finally got a touchdown today. But, you know, they haven't really established themselves in this guy. If he he kind of comes out and becomes that deep threat in that offense, um, he he could be definitely worth an add. Tyreek Hill update. One more catch for Hill. For one yard. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Damn Monday Night Football. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to be it for the waivers. We'll update you later on about how Jeff did. And if he was able to pull off Tyreek Hill. That would be awesome. Maybe, maybe not. Most likely not. <laughs> we'll be back with some rankings episodes. We'll talk to you guys next time.